0: Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. With 116 episodes, Richard Diamond, Private Detective, aired from 1949 to 1953 and starred Dick Powell in the lead. As usual, we remind you to like and follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and keep the golden age of radio alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com to our Patreon page. Give that donate button a click. And now... Richard Diamond, Private
1: Detective.
2: Here's Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. It's five o'clock in New York City, and the big neon signs light up the dark office that overlooks Broadway on the corner of 53rd Street. Behind a second-hand mahogany desk, relaxing in a swivel chair, is the leading figure of the Diamond Detective Agency, combination stockholder, office boy, and clue chaser. He is Richard Diamond, and his mind is on a lovely redhead named Helen Asher, as she sits on a couch talking about things he likes to hear. At this moment, however, another scene is taking place in the wealthy district of Long Island. A long, black convertible is just pulling up to an old English mansion, and a curvaceous blonde steps from the car. She is met at the door by her brother.
3: Well, good evening, my dear sister. You're looking
4: simply ravishing. How would you know the difference?
3: Oh, drop dead.
4: You disgusting excuse for a man. Why don't you sober up for five minutes and take a look at yourself?
3: I did once. Oh, by the way... Our dear stepfather would like to see you in the study. Tell him to go. To... I already did. Now it's your turn.
4: I don't want to. Now get out of my way, Chris.
3: Mm, suit yourself. But Murray Lang's in there with him. Murray? Hmm. Did I start your heart going pity-pat? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you better go in and protect your money, darling. Bye, tailbird. Suck.
5: I don't care what your plans are. They can tell my daughter, and that's enough for me to put a stop to them.
0: You're not going to put a stop to anything. You can't
5: intimidate me, Lang. You're just a cheap, no-good gangster, and your methods are too well known to frighten me. Come in!
0: Oh, hello, Liz.
4: Hello,
5: Murray. I'm glad you're here, Elizabeth. Mr. Lang and I were just discussing your future.
4: I'm surprised you put up with it this long, Murray. Come on, let's leave my dear stepfather until he simmers done. Elizabeth, I want to talk to you. Well, I don't want to talk to you. Let's go, Mary.
0: Listen to what he has to say. Maybe you'll get a laugh out of it.
5: Well, what is it? I've just been talking with Lang about your intention to marry him. I have advised him that if such a thing were to take place, it would result in the most serious of consequences. Is that all? No, that is not all. When you got into your trouble with the police, my dear stepdaughter, you were paroled in my custody. If I should report to the board that you had violated the terms of your probation, you would most certainly go to prison.
4: Why, you... What's the matter? Aren't you satisfied with the salary you collect for taking care of Mother's estate? How
0: dare you, you little... snake! You look bigger behind a desk.
4: Well, just yell and scream all you want to. After Monday, you better start looking for another source of income. You
5: know very well it's not the money. But your greasy
0: boyfriend here would certainly like to get his hands on it. Look, you, I don't give a hang if you are a midget. I'm not going to stand here and listen to you. Murray. No, baby, I won't take it. I'll wring his scrawny little neck.
5: Go on, lad, go on. It would give me the greatest of pleasure to call the police and have you locked up.
0: Fix it so you won't have a head to call anyone with. Murray,
4: leave him alone. Can't you see that's what he wants?
0: Yes. Well, Mr. Lang. Come on, Liz. Let's get some fresh air.
4: I want to say one more thing. Just remember, Father, my probation expires Monday. After that, you won't control any part of my income, so you better start getting packed. And
5: if I report you to the probation board in the morning? I
4: wouldn't. If you do that, you'll not only stop being my guardian, but you'll stop breathing.
1: Get out. Get out, both of you. Come on, Murray. Oh.
5: to intimidate me. I'll make them both, sorry. Detective. Detectives. Private detectives, yes, yes, yes. Foreign. Editor. Ah, here's one. Full page ad. Must be doing very well. Richard Diamond, private detective. If you've got a case, share it with me. Richard Diamond. 7, 7, 8. Mr. Diamond? That's right. I want to hire you for a few days.
6: Oh, you saw the ad. Well,
5: it just so happens I'm available. I can't tell you much over the phone, too many extensions in the house, but it's about my daughter. I'm afraid she's going to get herself into some serious trouble. how old is she? Twenty.
6: Tell her to wait a year. My name
5: is Chase, Ralph Chase. I live at 82 Maple Drive, Sand Point. Will you come out this evening?
6: A hundred dollars a day and dibs on the icebox. I'll
5: see you about eight. Goodbye, Mr. Diamond.
4: What was that all about, Rick?
6: I got a job, baby.
4: When do you start?
6: Oh, yes, you're right.
4: No, Rick. You can start it in the morning. You can't break another one tonight.
6: Now, come on, Helen, baby. A job's a job. And a
4: date's a date. I won't let you break this one.
6: Your car downstairs? Yes, but
4: I can drive my cell phone, please, Rick. You promised you wouldn't break another one.
6: Keys in it? Yeah,
4: look. I want to hire you to protect me for this evening. Hmm. I've been receiving mysterious phone calls, and I'm in fear of my life. Really? You've got to take the job old friends come
6: first. I'll have to get home and shave before I start working. You mean you'll take it? After 12.30. Bye, baby. You beast. Oh, you must be getting tired from driving that big car around all day. Grab a cab, honey. It'll give you some rest. I'll take good care of your car. What? Want a buck for the cab? Huh? No, no. On second thought, you only live about 25 blocks. Walk will do you good.
1: Rick.
6: Deep breathing all the way up Fifth Avenue. Nothing like it. Bye, baby. Oh! On the way to the car, I thought about Helen, the most wonderful girl in the world. money, looks, but she had one bad fault. she wanted to get married. I got into the big sedan and headed for my apartment. I'd been up late the night before with a blonde singer, and I was feeling tired. Funny how things change. My nights in college were just as busy, but at one o'clock the next afternoon, I was out playing football. I face facts pretty well, so when I got home, I took a nap. I slept until seven and got up and dressed. I drove Helen's car out to Long Island. And at eight o'clock sharp, I was ringing the doorbell of the Chase Mansion. It was a big house, all right. If they built another one like it, Long Island would sink.
3: Well, to someone at me chamber door. My name's Chris. Boo.
6: Blow your booze some other direction. Your breath would wither a lung.
3: My alcoholic exhalations are composed of the finest ingredients. You must have a weak stomach.
6: Look, if you'll just stagger out of the way, I'd like to see Mr. Chase. Dead or alive? What? Nothing. I was just thinking out loud. Well, go
3: right ahead. And after you talk with my stepfather, you can find me in the bar. (laughs) You'll probably wind up like I am. That's a sweet thought. Where can I find your stepfather?
6: Probably in the library, lying in my money. I left him leaning against the front door, gagging on the fresh air. I wandered down a long hallway and a big sitting room... Furnished with enough antiques to make the Metropolitan Museum give up in shame, there was something about the place—a heavy quietness, like a bar of gold in a dark room. A shot had come from up ahead, and I tried a couple of doors before I found the room. Mr. Chase, Mr. Chase, in here, in here. Mr. Chase?
5: Yes, yes. How many? Shut the door.
6: I looked over at Ralph Chase crouching behind a desk. He got up slowly, all five feet of him. And I tagged him for a guy who would give a $1,000 for every inch you could put on his legs. He looked like he could afford to be a mile high. The tall French windows are open at the back of the room, and you could still smell burning cordite. Someone tried to shoot me from the garden. Yeah, I heard the shot. You must be diamond. That's right. Don't you think you better shut the French doors and pull the drapes before someone takes another shot?
5: Yes, yes, very good idea. Uh, you
6: pull the diamond, the shade diamond. Hey,
5: you can start earning your money right now.
6: You're a little excited, but I'll start to work. Fine. Oh, be careful, he might
5: still be out there. Well, I doubt it.
6: I can't see anyone out here.
5: Oh, he just missed me. You can see where the bullet hit the wall. I jumped and
6: hid behind the desk. Didn't you hear him on the porch? No, he must have stood in the soft grass that surrounds the garden. That's a good ten feet from the house. You're lucky he didn't move in closer. He probably wouldn't have missed. Got any idea who it was? Of course, it was Murray Lang. Murray Lang? The gambler? Yes, do you know him? I used to be on the force. Set him up six years ago in a larceny rap. Then you know what he's like.
5: He was in the house
6: this afternoon. We had an argument and he threatened me. An argument with your daughter? Yes, about my daughter. How would you know? Well, you told me she was getting herself into trouble. She couldn't have picked a better playmate than Lang to get there with.
4: Father, we heard a shot.
6: Not really. Oh, let's go. He's
5: not dead. My stepchildren, Mr. Diamond. Oh, well, lovely. I'm quite alive, so you can both stop looking so unhappy. Does it show?
3: Come on, sis. Let's find the guy who fired that shot. I want to give him a few pointers. Where's Murray Lang, Miss Chase? Yes,
5: he's the man you want. I'm sure he tried... Don't be
4: absurd. Murray left three hours ago. What are you, a cop?
6: Does it show? You're
4: wearing too much cologne. Come on, Chris.
6: Oh, she's nice.
5: That's Elizabeth. The boy's her brother, Chris.
6: I'd hate to draw straws.
5: I married their mother and raised those two brats after she died. The courts appointed me executor of the estate.
6: They don't like you handling their money, is that it? Yes.
5: Since they've been old enough to ask for 50 cents to go to a movie, they've condemned me for watching their interests.
6: You, uh, you said you were worried about your stepdaughter.
5: Tell me about it. I'll make it brief. Hate long explanations. Elizabeth got into some trouble with the police. Hit and run. She had been drinking. The man died. Liz was sentenced to a year in Folsom, But I got her off
6: on probation. Well, what do you want me to do? Drive around with her and spoil her aim? Monday, the probation
5: expires. She says she is then going to marry this hoodlum, Mary Lang. And you don't want that because you think he's after her money? Exactly. When she marries, the will reads that I shall, as executor, turn over half of the estate to Elizabeth. What about Christopher? He looked irresponsible when he was born. His Mother left instructions that he should not receive his share until he is 35. That's another
1: eight years.
6: Well, your uh, stepdaughter's old enough to know what she's doing. I can't see how you can stop her. That's what I want you to do. And if I do, you'd be in a pretty good spot.
5: What do you mean, Mr. Diamond? You continue
6: as executor.
5: I can understand you thinking something like that, but believe me, as much as I dislike my stepchildren, I wish to keep them in line for their late mother's sake.
6: Oh. Well, Mr. Chase, I'll I'll take a look around outside. Maybe I can come up with something that'll point out the would-be killer. If it was, Lang, you can stop worrying uh, about Elizabeth. Sing Sing doesn't boast a wedding chapel. I went out through the French doors and started looking around on the soft grass that bordered the garden. I had a fat hunch, so I stopped looking and started wandering. I was halfway through the rose bed when I spotted them. It was Elizabeth and a man. In the darkness, I couldn't make him out, but Murray Lang was my best guess. They went up a narrow path to one of those Chinese pagodas at the far end of the garden, and I stepped up close enough to give my ears a workout. It was Lang, all right.
0: I don't care what you think. I didn't take a shot at the old man. Then
4: who did? He's got a policeman in there now, and he's going to start trouble.
0: Let him. I'm clean. Maybe it was that lushed-up brother of yours.
4: Chris hates him, but he'd never try to kill him. Well, then
0: stop hounding me. Maybe you took a shot at the old boy. Murray! Well, you got a good reason. Tired trying to buck the whole Chase household. If if you love me, let's take off tonight and get married. Tell the old man to go to the devil. You
4: can certainly wait till Monday.
0: Yeah, but he won't. He's going to cause some kind of trouble and get you tossed into Folsom. He's not going to give up all that money just because you're through with your probation. He probably cooked up that shooting just to get the cops here.
4: Murray, what's going to happen to us?
0: Oh, ask your stepfather. He's been doing your thinking for you.
4: I don't have to. We'll get married Monday.
0: Okay, I'm staying clear of this place till then. But
4: what if there's more trouble? I haven't got anyone to turn to.
0: You worry about it, baby. I got a police record that makes yours look like a merit badge.
6: I was too good a target in the moonlight, so I started back up the walk to the house. As I passed a hedge, I noticed a funny-looking plant that was shoving its way out of the foliage. I'm sorry I did that. It was the Johnny Jump-Up variety. (laughs) Black. The guy on the other end of the sap gave it to me right over the eyes, and I went down like a crapshooter making a pass. I rolled over and watched the moon melt and run down in my eyes. Something warm and sticky spread over my face and turned the night red. Yeah. I was bleeding again. I guess I showed signs of recovering, so he started all over. This time, he used his foot in my side. Oh. Oh. Oh, a couple more kicks in the ribs and in the right place, and he could have whipped up a fast course of Nola. I felt tired, so I rolled up in an old rose bush and went to sleep. When you finally start coming around, it's like swimming your way out of an acre of mud. If you've taken enough beatings before, you diagnose things in a hurry. The pain in your head is where you got sapped, The ache in your ribs is where he booted you. And the thought in your mind is... Oh, it's something about an eye for an eye, if you've got one left. I sat up slowly and looked around. No one in sight. My watch said ten o'clock. I'd been out for an hour and I was feeling lonely until I started to get up. I made it to one knee and looked down at the best reason I could think of for staying home nights. It was Murray Lang, and you couldn't blame him for staring... He wasn't impolite, just dead. Something on the walk beside him gleamed in the moonlight. I took out my handkerchief and scooped it up. It was a little nickel-plated 32. You could still smell the fresh powder in the barrel. I put it in my pocket and stumbled back to the house. Chris opened the door. Well... You shouldn't drink so much. I never get so loaded I look like that. Well, try it sometime. It might be an improvement. Boo. <clears throat> I... I told you once before not to do that. <clears throat> now tell me, where were you ten minutes ago? I was in the bar. Who was with you? Red and green midgets. Now let go of my collar. Okay. Where's the phone? In the hall.
3: Hey, what's going on? Who beat you up?
6: Nobody. I always bleed like this on warm nights. Huh? Big pores.
3: Homicide, Sergeant. Notice talking.
6: Who taught you how? Did you sit up nights with a parrot?
3: Oh, very funny. Only one guy could think up a lousy joke like that. What do you want, Diamond?
6: A picture of you. I'm going to show some doctors that mercy killing has its points. Now, let me speak to the lieutenant. Comic. Homicide, Lieutenant Levinson. Hello, Walt. This is Diamond. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get the bicarbonate. What's the matter? I get stomach trouble every time you call. Go ahead. All right. I got a killing for you. I know it.
3: I know it. Why can't you be a good boy and stop finding corpses?
6: I'm out at Sands Point, 82 Maple Drive. I think I've got the murder weapon in my pocket. Who's dead? An old friend, Murray Lang, and you better step on it. There's a drunk staggering around the place, and he's allowed to spot the body and put it in the cold shower to sober it up. All right. We'll be right out. Hold the fort. So Mr. Lang's dead. Hmm? you better stop sneaking up on people, Buster.
2: And you'd better stop telling me what to do
6: in my own house, Mr. Diamond. You sobered up pretty quick. I heard what you said about finding the murder weapon. May I see it? No. It stays in my pocket until homicide gets here. Whose gun is it? It's a 40-pound broadsword. Now stop trying to look like a Chicago muscle man or I'll start oh, slapping there you...
5: Oh, you are, Diamond. I've been looking for you. I... Wait, Scott, what happened to your
6: face? Someone was giving away hints.
5: Chris, did you have something to do with this? <laughs>
3: Hardly.
6: Mr. Diamond has a decided advantage over me. He has muscles.
3: I'll be in the bar. What's
6: happened? Where's Elizabeth? I don't know, but her boyfriend's got troubles. He he can't explain the hole in his chest. Lang? What do you mean? He's out in the garden. Someone shot him. Is he dead? If he's not, he's trying awful hard. Then we'd better call the police. That's been taken care of. What kind of a gun do you own, Mr. Chase? you don't see. Think... No, I don't. I just dig around till I come up with something. What kind of a gun do you own? By a forty-five. Now, wait a minute,
5: Diamond. If you've got any ideas about this murder, you'd better wait until the police get here.
6: Now, look, Chase, I've been insulted in your house, had the air let out of my ego by your beautiful stepdaughter, and beat up in your garden. That's a full night's work, and now I'm on my own time. Where can I find Elizabeth? I don't know. She may be up in her room. Oh, so Where is it? End of the hall, head of the stairs, first door. Thanks.
5: Beginning to rain. What about Lang's body?
6: Well, if he catches cold, call me. I went down the long hallway to the foot of a massive staircase. The only light was the one burning in the room I just left. I looked over my over my shoulder and saw Mr. Chase framed in its dim glow, watching me. In that moment, I thought who Chase reminded me of? A triangle hat, his hand in his vest, and Napoleon had a twin. I went up the stairs two at a time.
7: Yes?
6: Pardon me for barging in, but some guy in the garden just beat all the bashfulness out of me.
7: How dare you?
4: You get out of my room.
6: You better put on something a little warmer, honey. That thing would start a Harry Carey epidemic in Boston.
4: What do you want?
6: Yeah. What did you do after Lang left you in the garden? What? Big ears. I overheard everything you said.
4: I see someone pushed your face around. It's an improvement. Did Murray catch you eavesdropping?
6: Well, if he did, he won't have much time to gloat.
4: What do you mean? If you've done anything to Murray... Aren't you getting ready
6: for bed a little early?
4: I don't know what you want. I don't have to answer any of your ridiculous questions. Now, if you don't turn around and get out of here...
6: What's the matter, baby? Is the drawer empty? Hmm. Lose something? No. Maybe this is it.
4: Where did you get that gun?
6: It was lying in the garden beside your boyfriend's body. Beside... That's it, lover. Now sit down and relax.
4: As Murray did.
6: Like Jimmy Fiddler's gossip column. Didn't you hear anything after Murray left you?
4: Oh, no. I was crying. I ran back to the house and came up here.
6: Is there another way back to the house besides the path that Murray took?
4: It's one that leads to those outside doors. I I came right to my room. Please leave me alone.
6: This is your gun, isn't it?
4: Yes, but I didn't do it. I didn't. Murray and I were going to be married Monday.
6: Ballistics will probably show it's the one that did the job. You better tell me everything you know. I don't
4: know anything. I didn't shoot Murray. Someone stole my gun from the drawer. Oh, please find out who did it. If they hold me, I'll go to prison anyway. Please, Mr. Diamond, please.
6: It's going to be tough if this is the gun. I'm pretty sure it is. You could still smell the powder when I... The powder.
4: What's the matter, Mr. Diamond?
6: Huh? Oh. Oh, nothing, nothing. Look, uh... You stay in your room. Maybe I can do you some good. I promise you'll stay here.
4: Sure. I'm not going anyplace.
6: Ah, and try and snap out of it. Sometimes you keep losing until there's nothing left to play with. It breaks the jinx. I went downstairs and started looking for Chase. As I passed the doors leading to the garden, I stopped cold. A flash of lightning turned the garden flat white. Someone was standing over what was left of Murray land. Well, like the view?
5: Oh, Diamond, I was just looking at the body.
6: I talked with your daughter. She says the gun that killed Lang was hers. What? Claims they had an argument, but board admits she shot him. Oh, I can't
5: believe it. Certainly she had no reason, unless... Unless what? Well, unless she found out Lang was just after her money.
6: Well, that's uh, that's possible. Anyway, if she did do it, I
5: still can't figure who worked me over. Maybe it was Lang. You told me yourself he didn't like you. Maybe it was Elizabeth. Oh, no. It would have to be somebody very strong. She might have kicked you, but never could she have hit you hard enough to crack your head open like that.
6: Yeah. Uh, uh, tell me, when does Elizabeth come into her money? Why, at the end of the probation. The court
5: set it aside until she was cleared of all charges. Who gets it if she goes to prison? Well, I'm the sole executor of the state, but she's not going to jail. She didn't do this thing. I'll get the best
6: counsel in the country. I'm sure you will. Uh, tell me something, Chase. It's pretty obvious that my face got pushed around, but uh, how did you know my ribs got the same treatment? What? It doesn't show. It just hurts. Why, I... Uh... Well, you told me. uh uh-uh. What are you getting at, Diamond? You'd have to reach pretty high to sap me, but if you were mad enough, you could make it. This is absurd. I'm going inside. And when I get grouchy, it's better to listen. I'm liable to use you to make the flowers grow. Go ahead, Mr. Diamond. I'm listening. Well, everybody in this house has some sort of motive for killing. With Elizabeth, it could be the old story of a woman scorned. With your lushed-up stepson, he could want to put the blame on his sister so he'd get more than his share of the estate. And we certainly know you stand to profit if Elizabeth goes to prison, because you retain custody of the family fortune. I'm getting wet, Mr. Diamond. Everybody's story's weak, but only one of them doesn't stand up. You said earlier this evening someone tried to shoot you from outside your library. Of course they did. You have the shot and saw the bullet hole. That's right, I did. But you told me he was standing outside the room by a good ten feet. Nothing to say, Chase? You're trying to catch me up in something. Oh, you are so right. Now, when I walked into that room, I could still smell burning cordite. To smell fresh gunpowder like that, the gun would have have to have been fired outside the room. You stazed it, so I'd think someone was trying to kill you. Is that all, Mr. Diamond? Outside of the slip you made about kicking me in the ribs. Now, let's go inside. I don't think so, Diamond. Oh. Oh, that the 45 you were telling me about? yes. Go
5: ahead, make a try
6: for it. I'm going to show you
5: how it works.
6: You kill Lang with your stepdaughter's gun and you're going to collect the money if she goes to prison. Oh, you're a slob. My
5: stepdaughter could easily kill two men
6: tonight. Now, you're in a spot. You can't shoot me with that 45 and make it look like the same person killed Lang, too. So you've got to get the 32 in my pocket. Give me Elizabeth's gun, Diamond. You try and get it, Chase. Why, you... Rick!
0: Rick, are you out there?
6: Better give it up, Chase. That's the law. He eats little men like you.
0: Rick!
5: Stay right there, Diamond. Another killing won't matter if you try and stop me. Well, for Pete's sake, if you're out there, Rick answer me. I'll get soaked. Just keep your mouth closed, Diamond. I'm getting out of here.
6: You'll never make a chase. They'll pick you up inside of an hour. Not
5: if you're too dead to tell them. Yes, that's it. If I kill you, I'll eat at least.
6: You should watch your step, Chase. Keep your
0: head down, Somebody's smash! Shut up, Holder, and get out from under that
5: bench. Rick!
6: Over here, Walt.
5: What's
1: going on, Rick?
6: Who's doing all the shooting? Oh, well, he took turns. He was just going to kill me when he tripped over the body of his first victim. I used this 32 in my pocket, shot him twice. He's dead, Lieutenant. Give me my baking soda, Otis. He at him. Don't look so unhappy, Rick. He was going to kill you. Oh, I'm not unhappy. I- I'm just sore that I didn't have time to take the gun out of my pocket. I ruined a darn good coat. the three of us went back in the house and Otis took Christopher up to bed so he could sleep it off Walt listened to the story as I told it to Elizabeth she cried a little and thanked me with her eyes Walt went downstairs to clean things up and I sat by her bed until she went to sleep she didn't even wake up when I kissed her goodbye (laughs) oh I guess it was better that way I said goodbye to Walt and Otis and headed for 975 Park Avenue. I was late, and my face could use a mile of bandage. I hoped Helen wouldn't mind.
3: Yes? Oh, my
6: goodness. Hello, Francis. Tell Miss Asher I brought a car back.
3: Oh, how bad a wreck was it, sir?
6: Give me a glass with a backbone, will you, Francis?
3: Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Uh, Miss Asher's
4: in the study. Uh,
6: Ah, thank you. Thank you. Hi.
4: Well, it's about... Oh, Rick, not again. Mm
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Your poor little face. Yeah,
7: my poor, little face.
4: Well, you just stretch out on the couch, and I'll get you a nice tall drink.
6: Francis is already on his way. Feel better? Yeah, oh, yes. Got a pillow?
4: I'll hold your head up. How's this? Mm Mm-hmm. Like some music to go with it?
6: Sure. Turn on the radio.
4: You comfortable? Mm Mm-hmm.
6: How about you? Uh Mm Uh-huh. That music sounds like San Francisco. Remember the top of the mark? Yeah, (laughs) fun too.
4: Mind if I turn off the light? The glow from the fire is enough. You're cute. Better?
7: Much. The snow is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. A worst December Just watch those icicles form What do I care if icicles form I've got my love to keep me warm I like your singing, too and Off with my overcoat Off with my glove I need no overcoat I'm burning with love, my heart's on fire, the flame grows higher, so I will weather the storm, why do I care how much it may storm, I've got my love to keep me warm,
6: that <laughs> was <laughs> nice.
7: Hey,
6: why did you turn the radio off? This is nicer. Come here, Rick. Oh, honey. Honey, you're reading my mind. <sighs>
3: Here's your drink, Mr. Diamond. <gasps> oh my
1: goodness. <gasps>
2: You have just heard the fourth of a new series, Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Helen was played by Virginia Gregg, Lieutenant Levinson by Ed Begley. Also in our cast were Wilms Herbert, Betty Moran, Jay Novello, Jack Edwards, and Tal Avery. Music was under the direction of David Baskerville. Richard Diamond is written by Blake Edwards and directed by William P. Rousseau. Even here in America, we're liable to have a few misconceptions about freedom. Many of us regard it as an outright gift with no strings attached. Well, that isn't quite so. All of us have received a heritage of liberty, a legacy of freedom forged in other days. Remember that the liberty you enjoy is a precious legacy, a legacy that can be lost through disuse. Don't ignore freedom. Work at it. For freedom is everybody's job. Now, this is Eddie King inviting you to be with us again at the same time next week when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. This program has come to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting Company.
0: That concludes today's episode. We thank you and we'd like to remind you to please donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.